Hey there everyone, this is Dan Figella here with Tech Emergence where we interview entrepreneurs, researchers, and investors in the domain of emerging technology. And speaking a good deal about virtual reality in our recent episodes, um, we have on the line right now Mr. Matt Gase, uh, who works with Tool, which is a production company, but they've uh, done a lot in user experience and recently had a, a rather popular project on Wired, TechCrunch, and all over the place, combining virtual reality with South Park, um, which which caught on tremendously. And today we're going to talk about sort of UI and the future of VR. Matt, how are you today, brother? I'm doing well. Glad to have you on the line. I, I uh, you know, if, if people haven't already seen sort of South Park virtual reality, you Google that, you'll see Matt's work. Um, start, sort of started as a side project. Pretty interesting stuff. I wanted to start with Matt, you know, as a guy working a lot in kind of the, the digital side of production and doing a couple different virtual reality projects and getting some attention. In terms of the trends that you see in VR and where this has taken us, you, you said you guys are doing at least some work with, you know, even Facebook and whatnot. Obviously, they're they're working with Oculus. Um, what do you see as some of the current trends in uh, in VR? You know, clearly only so many people have an Oculus, but is there anything we can kind of discern for where it's taken us? Uh, yeah, I think um, there's there's a few things that uh, that we're seeing, and, and that uh, you know, personally, I'd like to see uh, uh, you know where uh, where VR will take us in the next few years, and I think that. Um, one of them has to do with, uh, you know, re-experiencing something that, uh, uh, that is familiar to you. So in the case of South Park, uh, you know, we had a few concepts that came before this. Uh, you know, the project was basically a, uh, it was a downtime project, so we had sort of a window of three weeks to, uh, to concept design and create something. Uh, and the really the only thing that we knew that we wanted to do is create something for the audience. Which um, we had uh, just sort of sitting around in the office. So um, some of the early ideas that we had were, um, you know, the uh, the end scene in Empire Strikes Back. So we were we were wondering, okay, what would it be like uh, to take something that was already familiar to uh, to our audience and just give them something that they didn't have the first time around? So in that case, it was put yourself in the um, in the place of Luke Skywalker, and you're looking around, and you're seeing this huge drop um, below you, uh, this huge open space. You're seeing, uh, I, I forget what it's called, but the, uh, the sort of the interior of the Cloud City. Yep. You're seeing Darth Vader giving a speech to you. You're, you're hearing all that audio. Uh, so that was one of the concepts that we had, and I think that that was a, a you know, the start of a, a really nice concept where it's, you know, it's taking something that's familiar to you, that you, you have loved and cherished for years, and just turning around and putting another spin on it. Um, the, the issue that we saw with that was um, Luke Skywalker is mostly static in that scene, so there's the fall at the end that we were planning on putting into that, but then um, we didn't really want to do something where we weren't allowing the user to move around, which is one of the, the great parts. Um, you know, of using that uh, the, the Oculus Rift, it's being able to move and see things uh, parallax at different speeds and, and, and see all the depth that's associated with that. It, it mostly comes about uh, by allowing the character to, uh, to either move around freely or to, to take them on a journey um, that's sort of a uh, on-rails experience kind of thing. Cool. Uh, so what, uh, what we did, uh, what we landed on, because, you know, obviously we took some of that three-week period coming up with that first concept um, and, 
and figuring out that we needed, you know, we wanted something to be able to move around, uh, we chose South Park uh, just because we uh, we thought and, and were, uh, were uh, you know, I'd say we were moderately correct in, <laughs> in that, you know, uh, taking something that, you know, started as a very uh, uh, simple concept, so it's not... Um, you know, with the, the, the paper textures and, and, and cardboard textures and very simple uh, two-dimensional layout, you know, bringing that to a 3D world, that might be, uh, you know, a, a very quick approach to creating an, an open world where we weren't nitpicky on, um, uh, you know, on lighting and, and, and things like that. We yep. just wanted to create this vast world that the user could walk around uh, but didn't want to get caught up in the art direction. And so, of course, you know, we... Uh, we went with South Park uh, just because there's a there's a history um, with all the characters and the locations and whatnot. And um, you know, in the in the case of South Park, there was also the video game that came out a few years ago. Um, so we already had something that was a little bit laid out for us, so we could just focus on actually creating it and building it, um, which was the nice part with that. So got it. Uh, I think uh, you know I'm I'm sort of spiraling. Uh, <laughs> You know, in, in my in my thoughts, but I think that um, the 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 point I was trying to make is that you know we we could have gone the you know down the road of creating something uh, brand new and original, uh, but I think one of the goals of this project was just to see you know what it would be like to uh, to take something that was already familiar and um, and put a new spin on it by allowing you to experience it in virtual reality. And personally, I'd love to see, you know, like obviously the, the Empire Strikes Back would be one of them, but um, there's just so many things, especially in, in movies that I've watched um, or TV shows where, you know, just experiencing it in the first person, like either doing that or experiencing it in the third person, but being able to look behind you and, 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 and see, you know, what's over there, what's yeah. over there. Huh, you know, this is sort of taking me down a little bit of a thought track here. I, I understand, and, and I think it's probably it's probably natural, right? I forget, I don't know if it was David Hume, uh, philosopher, who had said, you know, if all we knew about was, you know, uh, gold and ducks, um, then all we could ever really think about was gold ducks or, or golden ducks, um, like combined. And, and, you know, so when you go to the drawing board for VR, a lot of the immediate ideas might be just stuff you know that might be cool to experience in a different way. And clearly that's what you did with South Park. Sort of makes you think, you know, you had brought up Empire Strikes Back. Um, it, it makes you think, you know, in the future, um, 10 years from now, will there be movie theaters where you show up, you put on Oculus, and you can look in whatever direction you want to look and, and you know, see behind you, uh you know, see in front of you, almost like you are, you know, uh, you're, you are the main character in some way, shape, or form, or maybe you can kind of toggle with what your actual experience is like. Is that the, the sort of thing you're talking about? In other words, it's, it's, it's an experience you're familiar with in, in a perspective, but it just becomes instantly that much more fascinating when it becomes that much more immersive. Right, and I actually think that um, you've, uh, you've touched on a, another direction that I'd like to see VR um, go, which is exactly what you said, where it's, uh, you know, sort of the movie experience, but, uh, you know, potentially with an Oculus Rift. I mean, that would be pretty amazing. Uh, one of, 
you know, I can speak from personal experience um, uh, with uh, one of the things that I've always wanted out of video games, um, because I am terrible at video games, but I love to watch people uh, play video games just because uh, I think a lot of um, a lot of what comes out of video games is just like very, very awesome to look at for someone who's like into movies. Um, yeah. So, um, so I remember, you know, this, uh, this one day where I, you know, I actually bought a video game system and, 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 or I had bought a video game system and I, I bought this game and I knew that one of my friends was good at playing this video game and I, you know, called him over and I was like, you play the video game and I'm just going to watch him, you know, eat nachos or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the idea with that is, you know, or, or the idea that I had that came out of that is, um, you know, what, what would a, uh, an experience be like where, you know, it's, it's more of a, like, a, it's like a video game that plays itself, but you get all of the benefits that you get, uh, by it being a video game. So, one of the things that I like about, like, something like, uh, like, say, Call of Duty, um, what I love about that is that it's, you know, it takes you through these sort of story sequences, but you don't necessarily have to be looking in the direction of, like, say, the people talking. So yeah. It's just like it's a it's a real interesting thing. It's like um, you know, could there be such a thing that's like a movie um, set in a three D three D space, and you're not necessarily interacting with anything. You're you're it's still the sit back experience, but you can look in any direction, and um, you know, if there's a pivotal moment, you know, maybe there's something on screen that's like, hey, you're you're not looking at this this thing that's about to happen, or something like that, just to make sure, you know, that uh, that you don't miss anything, but. I mean, just imagine, you know, imagine being able to, uh, to, to be in the movie Braveheart and to be directly in one of the fight scenes. And yeah. Seeing, you know, the, the fight in front of you and, and to, to look around behind you and, you know, see up on the hill, uh, you know, uh, 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 the, the king and, and, you know, his guards and all that kind of thing. And then to, to look in another direction and just to see a different aspect of the fight, um, you know, obviously it's a larger production because, uh, you know, in, in any certain scene, there, you know, in so many more frames, so many more perspectives. Yeah, I mean, it almost sounds like borderline infinitely, you know, or, or it could be anyway. Um, so it sounds like there's a lot more work to go into it. But do you, I mean, do you think we'll have the the tech to do it? I mean, you guys are a production company. Is there is there a uh, you know is there like an orb of cameras that can be hung in you know x number of places given in in a, in a current scene that would allow people to have that kind of multiple perspective and kind of place themselves where they'd like to be? I mean, is it is that something that's even remotely possible um, in the future? Maybe. I think uh, you know in the in the next few years we might start to see some of that. Um, I didn't have a chance to see it, but uh, one of the the, the things that uh, another project that again inspired us for South Park is we heard that in a, I believe it was South by Southwest um, there was a Game of Thrones experience with the Oculus Rift where and, and again you know this is the kind of thing that I love where it's like I'm a I'm a Game of Thrones fan and so experiencing Game of Thrones in a way that um, that I hadn't experienced before um, would be something I would be absolutely interested in, I guess, with this, I, I'm not sure exactly the, the, the group that did it, but, uh, what they did is they put the users up on, um, this giant ice wall, and they, uh, they allowed the users to, to sort of move around that space and, and sort of look down and see the drop and, and, uh, and that kind of thing. So I think naturally, like, like 
bringing characters into that scene, and, and maybe that was part of the, the, the experience, I'm not sure. Um, but that that's the kind of thing that I would like to see out of virtual reality is, is you know, maybe there's a, a, a scene being played out in front of you, but, uh, you know, you can look and see what the, uh, the secondary characters are doing or, you know, interactions that they're having. And it really opens up, um, you know, uh, uh, it really opens up storytelling uh, in the fact that, you know, you could potentially have um, two storylines going on and, uh, you know, what what would you do with that? You know, maybe there is like a main storyline, but if you walk over and you stop paying attention to that, there's something going on in another place. So that, you know, ultimately brings out like, you know, you could have like a, a movie experience that you could experience in different ways uh, every time that you watch it, or at least two different ways, uh, you know, depending on, you know, which scene you're focused on or something like that, you know, where, um, where eventually, you know, it, it sort of comes back. So like, uh, you know, say the storyline sort of forks out into, uh, you know, three different stories, but they all come back to the same place. And so what you see and, and what you experience is one of those three options. But then when it comes back in, you sort of find out uh, from the main storyline of what happened in those other situations so that you can then go back and watch the movie again and, and go go explore some of those other areas. So I think um, those kinds of things, it, it, it tends to get pretty complicated pretty quick, but I think that, you know, if we take baby steps to, uh, to, to get to something like I just described, I think, you know, people will um, start to pick it up and, and it will become, uh, you know, just sort of the next evolution of... Um, Storytelling. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think we've been sort of trapped looking at looking at the glowing rectangle for a really long time, and I think that as the glowing rectangle becomes more, you know, I, I hate to use buzzwords, but sometimes they're they're uh, legitimately functional, more immersive. Uh, I think that it, immersivity will happen in some areas, then it will spread to other areas, and I think that you know the movie going experience, kind of being in the entertainment domain is pretty close to video games in some respects, at least in the respect of entertainment. I actually think it's it's rather reasonable that we'd start to see transitions there. A lot of it will start off kind of like, you know, different aspects of gaming, particularly in VR right now, have, which is these little side projects, people building, constructing stuff. I know that's how the South Park project happened, um, your VR experience with that. Um, how is that stuff built again? You're using Oculus, but you had also mentioned Unity. Is that the software that sort of creates the actual virtual world that people move around in? What are the tools necessary to, to scrap something together, to start building these? Because I think a lot of the people that are tuned in are not only going to want to experience them when they're there, but, but I've probably got some techies on the line who are down to know, how the heck would I construct something like this? models and to, to texture those models. 
Um, but ultimately, you know, you can get a sort of 3D world with the Oculus Rift just right out of using Unity, uh, which is great. So you can use, uh, you know, sort of the native uh, uh, 3D tools within Unity, um, build a scene out completely from within Unity, um, and you can be up and running in minutes with, uh, with the character uh, walking around in space. Wow, okay. So, yeah, so like you had mentioned, no no hardcore development skills per se required to even construct something like what you guys had done, which which got coverage all over the place. Um, and I think, you know, in some respects, it's sort of like websites. I mean, I, I'm in the same boat. I'm pretty far from uh, from being the, the vast techie guy. I've sort of had to be the, the sales guy because the world needs them too. Um, is uh, Just because, like, yeah, sort of important, whole bottom line-ish thing. Um but uh, I've sort of filled that role more often. But, you know, in terms of putting together a website, luckily now it's, I mean, it's nowhere near what it was uh, five years ago, never mind ten, in terms of, you know, easy solutions like um, WordPress and all the alternatives that there are out there now where you really, you didn't have to get a master's degree in, you know, CSS or anything. I mean, you, you, you kind of can log in, watch two or three YouTube videos, and have good enough stuff. Um, does, it, does it feel like VR... Um, is at least to some degree in moving in a direction where um, people will be able to sort of work with the nuts and bolts of what the experience is like without writing the nitty-gritty code and, you know, being hardcore computer scientists. I think, uh, honestly, you know, and, and South Park is a testament to it, we may already be there. Uh, you know, uh, with what we had put together, we didn't have... Uh, uh, you know, again, a, a hardcore development team. It was pretty much just uh, take the Oculus. You know, once once we had the the elements in place, and there was like you know maybe four or five steps that you know are are a little bit more on the tech side to, to get all of the tools in place um, between um, you know setting up the Oculus on a machine and getting Unity running on a machine, and then getting the two to talk to each other, uh, you know, via a first person controller. Uh, it's, uh, it's basically, you know, you just take this thing and drag it onto the stage in Unity and, and you're good to go. Uh, so I think that, you know, with that, it, it allows people just to focus on the content creation, which, uh, you know, which tends to be uh, where all the fun's at anyways. Yeah, wow. And, and, and that, does, that just opens up the pool of ideas and possibilities so much when the non-technical people who like yourself even, I mean, it's not that you're completely non-technical, but you know what I mean, you're not a hardcore developer, um, with a great idea, you know, an experience you want to create can go in there and build on it. It's just that many more brains that can not just come up with ideas, but can actually make things and, and contribute to this sort of virtual world that, you know, progressively more and more we're all going to be hopping into. You know, it doesn't have to be, all be created by you know, only the, the furthest, highest up, craziest VR scientists, it'll be, you know, guys using software that's available. So that's, I actually had no idea uh, in terms of the ease of use with Unity that, that we were sort of at that point already. Um, in terms of uh, a, uh, a topic that I knew I wanted to cover with you guys and maybe we'll have as our, our last little topic here, um, kind of user experience or, or a user interface with what VR is and sort of what might be required there. Are a lot of your jobs now, I mean, seeing seeing what's on your site, what Tool has done with, with very large companies, never mind kind of the Googles and Facebooks, um, is, is produce cool experiences for brands, but then also kind of a user experience or, or some semblance of, of a 
uh, a novel experience that that is enjoyable. It's something they want to share. Something that that um, that maybe they they kind of enjoy being a part of at least to some degree. And that seems to be what you guys do for a living over there. When it comes to user experience and, and a, a, you know kind of user interaction in the VR world, what do you think is important now, and, and what will be important for the folks who are going to be building games out there? You might be talking to somebody right now on the podcast who eventually wants to start a company or build a game or make something, what are kind of the tenets and principles or, or at least interesting ideas to bear in mind as we start to construct what those experiences will be? What, you know, what's important about them from your perspective? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I think that, uh, you know, sort of the, the, the first topic definitely falls into that where, um, you know, if, uh, if it's a, a, a new way of sort of reimagining something that, uh, uh, that you've already experienced, um, I think that that's, that's definitely a way of, you know, making something relevant. And I think that ultimately you just want to make something uh, uh, relevant. So, uh, you know, I've seen a, a few experiences for the Oculus Rift that um, that are great, but they're not the type of thing that, um, you know, I would, I would necessarily um, – yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? Let, let me. I'm interested in your in your thoughts there. Like, what what are those sort of novel but not worth going back into experiences? Well, if it's just something, uh, for instance, that um, you know is is showing only the uh, the Oculus for its uh, its technology uh, sort of abilities. So, like, say. Say yes, it's the Oculus Rift. You're in a virtual world, and things, you know, further away will move at uh, at slower speeds than things close to you. Now, if you're creating a setting and that's the only story that you get out of um, the experience, then I think that uh, you're doing a great job at showing what the technology can do. But I think adding a story element to it, that's that's where you that's what you're going to have to add for. For the project to, uh, you know, to to really, I think, interest people. Got it. Uh, so know, it, and I think it's what sort of separates um, the, the experiences from demos to, uh, to 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 full productions. And I'm not I'm not saying that something has to be like overly elaborate or huge or or you know uh, uh, to the scale and or bigger that we did for South Park. But I think that uh, you know if you're just Putting the uh, the user in a space um, where they can walk around it, um, and and you know that's kind of it. You know we were uh, you know we were kind of quick to use South Park, and that has a story that was already attached to it. Um, again, uh, you know due to our uh, our our window of uh, of dev time, but uh, but I think that it's something like that. It's it's uh, you know South Park had the story that went along with it. You know, granted we. We didn't create that, but I think that if we went into a an original sort of idea, we wouldn't just say, "Oh, okay, this is an elaborate space, and the user can walk around in it." We would, you know, we would try and either attach a gaming element or a story element. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know that that kind of thing. Understood. Yeah. So let me see if I can encapsulate what you're saying, Matt, for the for the people tuned in. It's like. There is a degree of Oculusness where just being able to show off 
the the technical and the visuals and in the responsiveness of movement and whatever else there's a degree to which that is cool and without ifs ands or buts you know putting somebody in a space like that might be really interesting they might be able to look around and say by golly this looks really real um or, or i feel i feel as though you know i'm really here this is this is uh convincing but is it is it more than just novel to kind of you know, have them think it's it's cool the first time they go into it. From what you're saying, you know, it's a, attaching some degree of, of real visceral engagement, whether that be gaming, whether that be, you know, a story or an objective or, or fun things to kind of do and interact with that maybe tie to some kind of, you know, plot, even if only in a very basic level. Um, that may be how you'll make it something, you know, what, what people might call cool, that they might want to go back to just to mess around with and kind of have fun with, complete out the story, you know, achieve the mission or whatever the case may be. So if people are developing little novel worlds in, 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 uh, in Oculus that they want to take off, they should be able to or should aim to integrate some degree of story gaming engagement into it off the bat and not focus purely on how darn cool the pictures look. Yeah, yeah, it, it at least gives you something to figure out, something to try to tackle, some reason to stay plugged in and to, to show other people that space other than, you know, hey, it looks really real. Right. Got it. Okay. Yeah, it almost reminds me sort of of the, the, the analogy with websites. You know, it, it's not always the fanciest, craziest development and graphics that produce the highest converting, you know, sales pages or, or, or you know, white paper lead gen pages. Sometimes it's understanding the basics of, of conversion and some, some fundamentals of marketing. And it sounds like in virtual reality, it's, it's not just going to be the rocket scientists of optics and of the, 
kind of the, the knick-knack nuances of graphics, but it might be the people to understand what engagement is, if that's really the point, who will be able to keep people engaged. And I think that's a worthwhile point for the people tuned in now. Um, Matt, at the end of our interview here, if people want to find out you know, more about the South Park Project or even kind of you know, check it out, um, where would they go? And then also, where would they go just to learn about you guys and what else you're up to? They could Google it, I'm sure, and it's not going to be rocket science. Right, yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. Virtual Reality South Park, guys. Pop that one into Google, and it'll it'll likely be the first thing that comes up. Matt, thanks a ton for being here with us in Tech Emergence. I appreciate it, brother. All right, thanks a lot. Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. If you're an entrepreneur or a future thinker uh, with an interest in businesses, transitions, or technologies that have the potential to alter human potential, and make sure you check out techemergence.com. It's our main blog site where you can see all of our other interviews with uh, top startup leaders, uh, entrepreneurship experts, and folks in the domain of technology, cutting-edge emerging technology. Uh, if you have a particular interest in how technology can affect the future of human consciousness and our conscious experience, then be sure to also check out sentientpotential.com. There we explore a lot of the ethical considerations and really serious moral matters of emerging technologies, in addition to interviews with great philosophers and technology experts of our day. Uh, more than anything else, always feel free to reach out if you can find us via email. Um, you can reach out to us there or whatever other way. Find us on the blog. Be sure to drop comments. We believe that the serious uh, conversation about the future is not only open-minded, but also interdisciplinary and multifaceted. So we'd like nothing more than to be able to glean your ideas as well. Um, so with that being said, with the best of intentions for a brilliant future, this is Dan Fagella signing off. And we'll see you next week.